Hi, my name is Barb Nangle. I'm the founder of Higher Power Coaching and Consulting. I want to welcome you to my podcast, Fragmented to Whole, Life Lessons from 12-Step Recovery. This is episode 17, Guilt and Shame. I got an outreach call the other day from someone else in recovery, and that call gave me the idea for this podcast. I think the conversation we had on the phone about guilt and shame will be helpful to a lot of people. Interestingly, after I made notes about it for the podcast, I had almost the same exact conversation and with another person later in that evening. So the topic feels really timely for me. The person who called me started by saying they had an enormous amount of fear. And we talked about what the fear was about. They first said they're having a really hard time understanding the difference between guilt and shame. And I don't know that I so much address the difference between those two things in this podcast, but I do know that she felt a lot of relief and help from our conversation. So I'm hoping it will be helpful to you too. First about the fear. What it boiled down to was that they were afraid to go to God because they didn't know if they would be forgiven by God. And what I said to them was, God is forgiveness. God is also love. And God is truth. So there's nothing you need to do to be forgiven by God because God is forgiveness. And this actually reminded me of a prayer that I've heard before that I really, really love, and it has helped me a ton. And it helped this person too when I shared it. I learned it before recovery, and it was this. There's nothing you can do to make God love you less, and there's nothing you can do to make God love you more. In other words, you are 100% purely loved by God. No matter what you do, say, think, be, or have. It doesn't matter. God loves all of us equally, eternally. Anyway, back to the topics of shame and guilt. After we talked about her fear, we talked about guilt and shame, and I related to this person what I've learned. I've mentioned in earlier podcast that I grew up in a pretty fucked up family, And my understanding from the work I've done in recovery is that the guilt and shame that we feel is not ours. This is especially so when it's extremely profound guilt and shame to the point where we're crippled by it. And when it crops up about things that most people don't feel shame or guilt over. And that is because the guilt and shame we have has been passed down by generations of dysfunctional families before us. It's literally like their shame and their guilt was poured into us. And their shame had been poured into them by previous generations. They couldn't help it because that was done to them. They didn't know any better. They didn't have any other way. And that is why it is so profound. And this is making me think of something that my younger brother said to me many years ago. His name was Pat and he died in 2006. So this was quite a while back. He and I were hiking in the woods and he suddenly stopped in his tracks, turned around and looked at me and said, Barb, I have a level of shame that is so deep 
and so profound that it just can't be from this lifetime. There's nothing I have ever done that would explain this level of shame. It must have come from another lifetime. He then told me that he really wanted to explore past life regression as a way to get to the root of whatever it was. I'm sorry to say he never got the opportunity to do that before he died. But when I came into recovery and I learned about this notion of guilt and shame and abandonment being passed down from generation to generation, I realized that that shame that you had, Pat, was not yours. And it was from the past, but it wasn't necessarily from something you did in a past life. It was from our ancestors. Anyway, I gave the person on the phone an example of what happened to me regarding shame a while ago, and she said it was really helpful. So here's the story. I got laid off and was lucky enough to get eight months of severance pay and benefits. What shocked me was that I did not find a job during that time. Side note, I now know that I didn't get a job because I needed to start my own coaching and consulting business, but I didn't know that then. Anyway, when the severance ran out and I went on unemployment, the money I was receiving from unemployment was less than half of what I made for my salary. So before the unemployment kicked in, I began to do the mature adult financially responsible thing and proactively called all my creditors to make arrangements for my debts while I was on unemployment. The first creditor that I called was my mortgage company and they were really helpful and gracious. But when I got off the phone, I started fucking sobbing. I mean, I'm talking, I was racked with tears and sobbing. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And then I realized that what I was feeling was shame. I was absolutely filled with shame. Here I was being a mature adult, acting proactively and being financially responsible. And I felt riddled with shame what the fuck? And then I remembered, oh, this is not my shame. That's why it's so profound and so heavy that I was sobbing and just racked with tears. So a few days later, when I called my next creditor, I think it was my student loan company, I hung up the phone and after the call, I felt the same flood of shame coming on. And I will say a note here about how I experience shame. For me, it feels like a waterfall of just horrendous, shitty chemicals raining down on me and flooding my insides. Before recovery, what I would do when I felt that shame waterfall was almost kind of like bathe in that stuff, just like scrub it on me and hold on to it because it was so familiar. And this is metaphorically speaking, of course, it didn't feel like an option to do anything else. But what I did on this day was I literally held my hands up towards the sky, like the direction from which the waterfall felt like it was coming, like in a stop motion. And I was like, not my shame, not my shame, not my shame. As I pushed my hands up each time, I said that like I was pushing it away. And I was saying those words and pushing at the same time to emphasize each syllable. What was astonishing was that this experience was nowhere near as bad as it had been the week before. 
I got a little teary-eyed and I felt a tiny little trickle of those shitty chemicals in my chest, but I wasn't completely racked with shame and I didn't sob. I was amazed. A few days later, I called another creditor. I waited a few days because even though I didn't get racked with sobbing and tears, I still needed a bit of a breather between calls. So I called my next creditor and I did the same thing because after the call, I started to get that little trickle of shame. And again, it was exceedingly helpful. I felt the little trickle, but not the enormous waterfall of the past. And I really, really understood there is nothing here to be ashamed of. I've done what I can. Now, fast forward to last week where I had another episode that involves shame. Here's the story. There's a really fancy restaurant that I drive by practically every day. And I often think I'd really love to go there. I think it pretty regularly because it looks like a really nice place and it also looks really romantic. So last week I was driving on the highway and I saw an ad on a billboard for that same restaurant. And I thought to myself, I'm going to ask my sweetheart to take me there. And as soon as I finished that thought, I felt like crying. And I thought, what the hell is this? And then I realized what I was feeling was shame. I felt ashamed at the thought of asking to have something that I wanted. This is something that people who grow up in normal, healthy families don't feel. Shame for asking for something they want. Now, the good news here is that I didn't have a meltdown, which I would have in the past. And I actually asked my sweetheart for the thing that I wanted, which I wouldn't have in the past. I said, will you please take me someday to this place? And of course I padded it with, it doesn't have to be soon. It could be years from now, but someday. And not only did I not have a meltdown, I felt like crying, but I didn't actually cry. And I processed this with myself to figure out what was that root cause. And I asked for the thing that I wanted. Another glorious thing about this is the response I got, which was not just, yes, I'll take you there, but he also said, sooner rather than later, I will take you there. The reason I'm giving this example is to show that I still felt shame, or maybe I should say the impulse toward shame, but it was probably 98% less than what it would have been in the past in similar circumstances. I wasn't crippled by it, and I still asked for the thing because I understood why I was feeling that. And I do understand now because of recovery that I deserve to ask for what I want. I might not get it, but I can ask for what I want. So it's possible that you too can get past the profound sense of guilt or shame that you're feeling right now if you're willing to do the work of recovery. As they say, keep coming back. It works. If you work it, you're worth it. Now I want to go back to the outreach phone call. One thing the person said to me was that they understood that the reason that they were shamed was because their mother shamed them their whole life about everything for asking for things, you know, pretty much everything. And if you're someone who this resonates with, you know what I'm talking about. 
What I said to her was this. First of all, your mother shamed you because she didn't have any other tools in her toolbox. And second of all, she shamed you because it was probably done to her. Thus, her not having any other tools in her toolbox. She laid guilt trips and shamed you because it was done to her. Recovery helps us to see these patterns, then to undo them in ourselves and to have more compassion for the people who raised us. It doesn't mean that what they did to us is okay. Of course it's not. But it takes away some of the sting, at least for me, to understand where it came from and to know it's not about me personally. This is about that person not knowing any other way. So I'm going to talk about that now. That's actually something else that we talked about when I was on this outreach call. So the person I was talking to is the parent of a 25-year-old and an 18-year-old. They said, I know I have guilt because I raised my children like this too, and that's healthy guilt. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Now, if you did something and you knew it was wrong and you did it anyway, any guilt you have about something like that, yep, that is healthy guilt. But if you didn't know what you were doing and or you simply had no other tools in your toolbox, like that was the only way you knew how to parent, that's not healthy guilt. You need to stop doing it for sure now that you know that you've done that. And from this moment forward, you need to stop or try your absolute best to stop. And if you do something like shame or guilt your children and you realize it after the fact, then you go to them and you say, I shouldn't have done that. You did not deserve that. And I apologize. I am really trying hard to stop doing those kinds of things. It's really difficult to stop. And and I've been doing these not so nice things, not because of you and what you deserve, but because of me and my dysfunctional patterns, which I'm trying very hard to change. The other thing we talked about was this person is only on step four. And for those of you who are not in 12-step recovery, step four is where we take a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. She mentioned needing to make amends to her children, which she does for sure, but not just yet. It is not time for them right now to make amends to their children. That's what step nine is for. The steps are in order for a reason. Right now, if you're on step four, you don't even really have clarity on what you're making amends for and how you're going to do it at this point if you're only on step four. So if you're doing something wrong in the moment, it's fine to apologize for that specific behavior in the moment. In fact, you should. But if you want to apologize for all your misdeeds of the past, you really need to wait until you get to step nine to do that because you need to go through the rest of the process of the steps before you get to step nine. And your sponsor is going to help you figure out what all that is. They'll help you figure out what exactly am I making amends for? So what harms have you caused? And do you need to make amends directly or do they need to be indirect amends for some reason or another? And what is the appropriate amends to make? So don't do that prematurely. In addition to all that stuff, if you haven't done step seven, where you humbly ask your higher power to remove your defects of character after having become entirely ready to have those defects removed in step six, then the chances of you repeating your misdeeds are high. 
And you don't want to make amends if that's the case, because amends includes changed behavior. It's not just an apology, but it's changed behavior. And going through steps six and seven are important to that change process. So remember, the steps are in order for a reason. Don't go making amends without going through the entire process in order. If you're someone who's been crippled by guilt and shame, and you really don't understand why it's so profound, and you've not done anything to warrant that level of guilt or shame, know that it's very likely not your shame, not your guilt. You don't have to own it. You don't have to take that on. Now, please don't take this as permission to act in shameful ways. Remember what it says in step 12. We practice these principles in all our affairs, which means now that we're in recovery, we're taking responsibility for our behavior from now on. But if you've grown up feeling guilty and full of shame all the time about everything, you can shed that through the process of recovery. I hope this has been helpful. If you think of someone you know who's riddled with guilt and or shame, please be sure to share this episode with them. Be well. That's it for today. If you like what you've heard here, then you just might be interested in private coaching with me. If that sounds like you, head on over to my website, which is higherpowercoachingandconsulting.com and click on the contact menu. I'd be happy to schedule a consultation with you to help you make lasting changes in your life like I've made deep lasting changes in my life. My ideal client is someone who is ripe for change, but I'll coach anyone who wants to be happy, joyous, and free. So if that's you, shoot me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Be sure to like and subscribe so you can be sure to get future episodes of my podcast. Thanks again.